3: Let's face
4: it. Happy Sunday, everybody! It's Sunday, October the fourth. Thanks for tuning in to Will to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and friends. We are your hosts. I'm Will Strayhorn.
3: And Alicia Brown.
4: How you doing, Alicia?
3: I am doing really well.
4: I know you are
3: very well.
4: I know you are.
3: That's up! You know,
5: it's I thin. know you
3: are. Yeah. You know what?
4: I know you're cheesing. You are grinning from ear to ear. You have been doing that all week. Shut up. I didn't
3: know. Yeah. I'm not gonna ask how did you know because
1: you And it's tell. not even
4: spring. It's not even spring, and love is in the air. Oh my my my! My my my! my.
3: <laughs> yes, that that has me grinning as well. Yes, what, yes, one of the biggest bit. accomplishments of this week yeah. has been our favorite word that we rarely get. It's called what is rest.
4: It? Oh, did you? Oh, you know what? Okay. Did now, was that because of Ho Queen? What is that name? Is Mo- Ho Queen or Hawk Queen? What was the name of this storm that was supposed to have came? Is he the one that calls you to get Baby. the rest?
3: You know what? God bless I you
4: know, the yes, first time they give a he black, the, the, the storm a black name, I can't even pronounce it. What is it? That was Queen? not
3: a black name. I, Jehovah, Quinn, whatever, honey. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever I'm they glad call, he didn't come, whoever it was. I mean, look at the side effects of it. But, yeah, yeah. I um, I I had taken off of my day job on Thursday because I had an awards luncheon. And then right. Friday, Congratulations. I just, Thank you I you being no- I never
4: asked what were you being nominated for I, I
3: received two nominations um, One well. was for Entrepreneur And one was for Woman on the Rise
4: Woman so. on the Rise Go ahead we're going to yes. claim it for you We're going to Cololution, claim that for you Won't he do it? Uh, <laughs> Yes he will <laughs> That's awesome that's
3: awesome. Now I need you to claim a dress, okay? Um, you know what? I
4: gave up on that because I told you what was our original plan. Our original plan was we were no. going to turn that place out in November. I'm still planning on doing that. But every dress out, but... I sent you, every dress I sent you, <laughs> it's, it's not that. It's not this. And I was like, once you told me that I could dress you, that should have been it.
1: I did. I'm sorry. Nate and
4: I had talked about, we had talked about your hair, your makeup, your oh, dress and everything. Bless you. you. shot everything down. So I was like, okay, what well. Did I tell evidently, you Alicia did wants I tell to dress you? herself.
3: <laughs> yes, I did. hmm In this season, okay. I'm learning how to relinquish control. So I wasn't there yet, Will. I still ain't you were, there
4: You yet. know what? You weren't. We still I have time. still not. We're Look, about, I'm learning how to relinquish
3: control in a relationship. Give me kudos for that. I haven't learned on the wardrobe and everything else. We'll get there eventually. Wow. We'll get there. I can, oh, You know, know what? what? I'm
4: gonna I'm gonna live vicariously through you. Is that okay?
3: Oh, okay. Cool. During uh, this, okay. during this okay. season okay. of your life,
4: I'm gonna live. Well, gonna, then, gonna I will
3: live. too with the dress, cause um.
4: Well, I'm not, we not wearing a dress, boo. Mr. Will
3: Strayhorn, no high dress, honey. <laughs> you know it's hard going somewhere with Mr. Strayhorn. Jesus. Mm. Him and those yeah. outfits, it make you sick, because it's hard right. to be a diva next to Will Strayhorn. Oh, but we're going to make man. it happen.
4: We're yeah, going to make we it are. happen. We are. I'm looking forward to it. It's November 1st, right? And will not you tell everybody yes, it what is. it's about?
3: Oh, you want me to do that?
4: Yeah. Okay, then.
3: Well, of course, it's the Achi Magazine Awards, which recognizes um, women um, in the local area. Actually, not just the local area. It's It's throughout. Um, on various categories. I mean, we're Mm -hmm. talking about everything from um, artists, um, women, you know, in in literary. You know, they really expanded a lot of their categories this year. Um, Right. So it's just just a wide recognition of women that are actually doing positive things in the community. And this is also a Christian-based magazine. So you really –
4: I am – I am Excited. the fashion and beauty beauty editor for the magazine. Did you know that?
3: No, no I did not. No, yeah, I look have on the website.
4: Not. My picture's up there. Yeah.
3: Oh, so that means I sort of, sort of trusted you with the... Um,
4: hey, um, hey. Yeah. Hey, look. Oh. look. Oh. You're still learning okay. to relinquish control. I'm going to let you do you. <laughs> but, baby, I've been getting ready ten. for this award. Give me one, one more chance,
3: Biggie. Come on.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> i get it together. We're going to be we'll fabulous do. that night.
4: We've yeah, we done. are. I'm looking forward to it. have a lot of fun. I'm a lot am of as well. fun. I do yes. as
3: well. But how was your weekend, Mr. Strayhorn?
4: My weekend, let's see, I did absolutely nothing. I did nothing see, this weekend. I did have we an both opportunity. See, did do nothing. No. You know what? Oh, I went my. through, it was one of those challenging weeks for me mentally. So um, oh. I was just ready for whatever the weekend brought the storm never came. I really didn't even go out and buy a lot of things. Um, I
1: didn't either. As my
4: mother and my coworker had urged me to do, I didn't do that. But, um, you know, it was just pretty a, a, a pretty chill relationship. I woke up this morning. I had a, a, I was supposed to go to um, the church that I had been visiting on a regular basis, but my mom had called me last night and um, told me, to, you know, invited me to come to church with them. So I woke up this that's morning, hadn't been to this church. Yeah, they belong to Calvary. Um, hadn't been to that church. church. Is it? Yeah, it was my old church as well um, ah. a couple of years ago. But, you know, it don't oh, take my. much with me in churches for me to, you know, for me there. to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but I hadn't been in Lord. that church in a while, went to the church, and, you know, it was one of those things where I see exactly why I was there because the word that Bishop Macbeth brought forth, it was yes. almost like it's like in this season, It's like God's playing. He 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 knows that I'm kind of bored, so he's playing games with me. It's like he'll 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 do something in a certain situation that will get me to a certain point of understanding, and then something else that happened in a totally different situation where I'll get the second part. Well, something that I had learned earlier in the week, Courtney Macbeth, Pastor Macbeth, or Bishop Macbeth, he finalized his message. Yes, so I was like, okay, I understand exactly why I was sitting there in that church. getting mm. what I got. So it was I had a good day. Came home, um what I did I do? I cooked some chicken and stuff and just chilled. Chilled. You know, I'm what? really boring. I realized that I'm I have a really boring life. Um
3: actually will so here. Let me give you a little that. secret. Let me give well, you a little secret. When you're grown and you act mm-hmm. like a grown up, your life is mm-hmm. pretty much boring. There is some uh, high point. There is some excitement. But your life yeah. for the average person is boring. Mm-hmm. The people that uh-huh. say your life is boring and it lacks excitement, them are the people that are doing stuff that's called excitement that's actually <laughs> going to get you in
4: trouble. So oh. if your
3: life's boring, you're living right.
4: Oh. There you God, go. You. This living right stuff is boring. Okay. okay We have some wonderful co-hosts on the line. that yes, um, we do. I want to hear, yeah, hear how, their, how their weekends were. Hi, Nate. Hi, Liz. How are you doing?
6: Hey, how are you?
4: Hey, how are you? What's up, Nathaniel? How was your weekend?
6: Uh-huh. Well, my weekend was pretty boring. I just did, you know, the hurricane and chill type situation. A lot yeah. of Netflix, so
3: I didn't really do much.
6: I uh, got get into
3: this Netflix thing because I've never used it.
4: You haven't? I started yeah. watching this movie last night on Netflix. What was it, what was it called, Nate? Black, Blackbird. Um, oh, the yeah, acting was just like superb. It's going to get an Oscar. It was really good. Um, I had to cut got it off, off because I couldn't take much more of it. I'll, I'll try to finish watching it tonight. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I recommend to everyone But you definitely want to buy that movie. And, um, and Stay anime. away Where's from it. it now?
2: <laughs> What? What did you say,
4: Nate?
2: <laughs> Stay away from it.
4: No. And right, what was yeah. the movie called? Blackbird
2: Blackbird (laughs) And it it kind of reminds you of When you see a bird running into a window (laughs) 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 That's where they got the title from God bless
4: Oh Oh. Lord It was good If if nothing but for You know Just to I don't know Um, Just look at it
5: Yeah
2: Just look at it Okay Hmm
3: well, Nate, how was your weekend?
2: Well, you know what? I had a very eventful weekend. You know, the oh, storm Lord. was coming, and I wanted to do all of I I could to make sure that I was ready and prepared for the storm. However, I didn't have any money to do these things. So Man. I went out, and, you know, I stole a couple of things. <laughs> I got called. <caught>, no! <laughs> I got called. But I was able to go to the perfect place of shelter. Yeah. So I was very happy that you know I was able to find shelter during the storm.
3: Oh thank you for asking. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. We had to check in on you, you never know. But you know, there's been some hot things going on in the media. Uh
4: yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Tell Um so about that will Yeah. The first thing, you know, this was the the incident that happened. I think it was on Thursday in Oregon, the community college shooting. The 45th. I was, you know, that blew me away when I was watching. I think I watched it on the the View, and they announced that it was the 45th shooting this year, school shooting. I had no idea that we hadn't gotten up to mm-hmm. that, and we're only in well, October. But it was the 45th right. shooting. You know, the guy Harper Mercer uh, went on campus. I think he was armed with like maybe 12 guns or whatever. And, um, nine people total got killed. I believe many more had gotten shot um but the whole thing behind it was um it was it seemed to have been a personal attack against Christians because he had um asked christians asked the people before they shot them was were they a christian or were or, or not and the people that did reply that they were a christian um uh, were shot in their head. Um, if they did not answer or they said they were not, they were shot somewhere else. Usually it was in their legs. Um, You know, how it ended, basically, he committed suicide. He left a note to the police. I'm not quite sure what that note said. But the fact that those people, um, and I'm sure maybe the first person he shot did not know what the answer, what, what the, you know, the repercussion for confessing that they were a Christian was going to be. But those who followed, I'm sure, knew that, you know, it was probably going to end in them getting shot. Um, So people did choose They chose their faith They said yes And unfortunately they were shot in their heads and killed My question to each of you And I'm not going to necessarily ask you What would you do in that situation Because that takes a lot of spiritual strength To make that decision Um, But you can either answer that Or you can just answer what is there Or in what situation What do you feel so strongly about That you'd be willing to, to die for it? What cause or what belief Or Um, What entity do you feel so strongly about that you are willing to die for it? That's my question. What say you?
2: Hmm. Today, Pastor Mariner spoke about the exact same question. He opposed the same question to the church folk because he said, y'all say, for God I live, for God I die.
1: (laughs) Come on. And then
2: somebody asks you, are you a Christian? And you see that gun, you don't know what to do. I know, yeah, but I, I know I would hope to think that I would, I would, I would stand up for right because I I don't know what the ramifications would be afterwards because he already said if you deny me here on earth, I use for my father. So I, I think I would think about that and I would have to just go going on, on with it, just clench my teeth real tight, take the bullet. <laughs> he would take the bullet. I would think I would have oh to God. take the bullet. I think I would have yeah. to pray first. Lord, am I going to heaven? He's
4: <laughs> not going to give you time to pray. <laughs> <laughs> Every
2: yeah.
4: time you pray,
7: they're going to know your answer, so you're <laughs> going to be sure. I think I would, say, I think I would just pass to out. Pray. That would be my <laughs>
5: first thing I would pass out. You know what? What about you,
6: Liz? You know what? Honestly, if I was asked that question, I, I'm a impulsive person, so I probably would have just said yes on impulse. Mm. And I mean, I'm I'm the type of person where if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. So mm-hmm. ain't no reason to prolong it, you know. If this is what the good Lord wanted for me. Then I mean, deuces y'all, you know, so exactly. my stuff, all right, give dude. me a nice funeral. Keep it moving. Because right.
2: the thing is, if he shoots you in your head, you're just gonna die. If he shoots exactly. you somewhere
3: else, you may bleed out to death. Well, you know, know what? Y'all so out. methodical. You know, y'all, y'all. You're just so good, Nate. You'd have thought this through. (laughs) I don't know. I I really, I mean, I would hope. It's one of those situations. I feel like you don't know until you're there.
5: Exactly. So I I feel like, if you're a
3: believer, that's your election. You would hope that when you're posed with that question, you would say yes. But you really don't know until that gun is in your face, and you have that, you know. That last minute second, what are you going to do? I hope to God I would say I am, and whatever the ramifications are, they just are. But you don't know until you're there. Right. That's true.
4: Um,
3: in my
4: head. I think I would definitely. I think I would. I don't know. I don't know. I like. I keep hearing the song Stand Up For Right in my head.
5: But
4: I, I don't know. I just know. I know, number one, I know two things would happen. I know my bodily fluids would go their own way. I know that's going to oh, happen because wow. you know snakes and guns; those are my two biggest fears in life. So after I, I come to, that. usually you will yeah, snakes and guns; those are my two number two number one fears. Two my two most greatest fears in the world: snakes and guns. So once
5: wow. once
4: I come to, um, I I, I would hope and I hope, I would pray that I would make the right decision and um, just take it. That's how I would hope, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah That's what I would do Okay and I, you know, I think it, it speaks to it. I, I can't Emphatically say yes I need to work on
2: that um, But I think mm-hmm. Nobody I,
4: can say yes
2: I, I mean Even the person Who says yes Probably would know It once opportunity To present itself Because You don't know What you could be Thinking about You could be thinking About your wife Or your kids Waiting for, for you To sure. come home So Right I don't think I think everybody is that would be a question that only you can make it that decision, yeah, you will hope that you would say yes, God knows I hope I would say yes, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> I
4: hope I would say what you mean what do what you, exactly is right. right. <laughs> that what I That's what to me, because, you know, I don't really get into all of this religion. Yeah, I'm not really. Are y'all going to die right whatever?
3: there, y'all they just going to go ahead and shoot you. You're going to say it too much. Lord, have mercy. Don't ask exactly. questions with a bullet to your face. Wow.
4: Exactly.
6: Well, exactly. Nice. But,
4: you know, I like to fight, so I'm going to try to get the gun first. Well, touch the gun. Doing way lie. too much. Ain't going to touch a guy. Double A
6: too <laughs> much. But you know
4: I'm a black belt, right? Nick, you remember that, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. I, I
6: remember. I remember. I'm <laughs> dead. I
4: remember. <laughs>
5: that. Mm-hmm. I remember. <laughs> yeah. Shay,
4: Shay, what do you have
1: to uh, say, my love? Uh, I just wanted to say that when the teacher was going to my answer, but oh. I was thinking about it, and that's what happened. Like Nate was saying, you want to say yes, and you think about, in the Bible, um, Peter said yes. Peter. The Lord yeah. has never denied you. And uh, mm, then
4: know. he said, denied him three times. Denied
1: him and cut folks out to even say it. Well, then he said. So I, yeah. think, I think it is. It's the thing you don't know until you're in that position. I would yeah. hope I would say yes. I, I would imagine the, the, the reward
4: would be so great, the ones who did say yes. Um, who were saved, I were not remember, their, their yeah. award, I'm sure, yeah.
3: Whether in this life or the next.
4: Oh, it was in the next. Well, yeah, North North North. yeah, it's not going to be in this life, um, <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> Pretty much, we, we talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> it
5: we were hoping it, survive. it was. Survive, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <you> no. <know. laughs> hmm. <laughs> yeah,
4: <laughs> yes. Yeah. But what else has been in the news? Shay, Shay, you found something oh, interesting. Oh,
1: oh, oh. Oh, yeah. oh, that was Maybe. ridiculous, too. <laughs> there was a couple, and uh, this lady had RSVP'd that she was going to go, and she had something came up at the very last minute. She had kids. I think one of the kids got sick, and they sent her a bill. The a bill that she did a bill. Yes, they sent her the tab for the plate oh. that she did not eat that they had to pay for. Uh mm-hmm. huh. And it was funny because earlier this week I had read an article from the other side of that that was from um, a woman who's married with kids, and she was saying, if I don't RSVP, but I can't make it, here's a list of reasons why I might not have made it. Hmm. And that had a lot of people up in arms, too, because they took it as kind of this callous, um, I'm too busy to give you (laughs) enough of a response (laughs) And you're I like said reasons why I might not, right. not have made it. yeah. It was a whole That's
4: no thing I would have done. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was like, this is the yeah that is
5: <laughs> You choose but,
1: one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it, it's a good question 'cause when you when you have a wedding the reception is the you, the chunk of what you spend. And it's because yeah. you spend money on food. Mm-hmm. So I mean, is it is it worth the price of alienating your friends? Like who's wrong who's more wrong in that situation?
4: Huh. Or are
6: neither
4: Didn't one of them up. wrong? <laughs> I think I, I mean I think, think it's I don't kinda think they
6: were wrong. You don't?
4: Know? Okay. So oh, go ahead, Will. No, go ahead. Why don't you?
6: Well, I, I don't think I don't think they were wrong for sending the bill. I mean I just I have friends who are planning weddings, and I see people, you know, on TV planning weddings. Weddings are expensive. So if I plan $100 for you to come eat, and you RSVP for this, this you need to pay me back. Right, Whacker Canada. Please.
4: That's true. That's true. I okay. agree. Well, say, I think the way I feel about it is if I think the person who missed it, they should have contacted the people after the fact and, you know, asked if there any way that they could, you know, um, I guess appease the fact that they they, they realized that they did um, RSVP, something came up and see if they can do something to rectify the situation. I don't know if I would have gone out and sent a bill. But I just think the person who missed it, who, and I'm sure they realized that you know the dinner was prepaid and the the expense mm-hmm. that went into it, it just would have been so much classier for them to have taken care of that themselves. Mm-mm. That's how. Mm-mm, I feel like mm-mm. That. Uh, oh mm-mm.
2: Lord, what did you say? <laughs> I was ahead. in Walmart today. I, I was in Walmart the other day, and <laughs> I told you I was in Walmart. And this food is expensive out here. You hear me? Okay. And somebody missed a piece of meat that I didn't cook. And unpaid for and went to jail behind? Oh, no. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, you're going to give me that money back.
5: Okay. You're going to be
2: in
5: Because you know he I supplement.
3: <laughs> okay. In that particular situation that Shay was talking about, I remember what they had said was the woman had her mother was going to babysit her children. Right. And at the last minute, the mom called and said, Something came up. I can't do it. So you can say, Yeah, yes. she was wrong, she should have called the wedding guest. By me if it's the last minute, you're on your wedding day, I don't have time to call you to say, Oh, by the way, I'm not gonna make it. Me and my yes, husband. Yes you do. Well, okay, maybe you do. But here here's my here's my whole point with that. When you have a wedding, you know things are expensive. You plan for so many people to be at the reception, there's a cost in the food, I get that. But there's a chance things happen. Somebody may not show up. So to send someone a bill for what they didn't eat because they didn't show up, I think that's a little bit crazy. I really think that's a little bit crazy. I mean, if it means that much to you, the loss of money, because this couple didn't show up, you know what? Maybe you should not have your wedding be that expensive. Or do what Alicia always says, elope, because then I don't have to worry about none of you. You show up, you don't show up. I ain't going to lose no money on the cake. I'm not losing no money on the food. Because if it's my food and you don't show up to eat it, oh, you better believe. I'm going to get my money back. I ain't going to see no bill either. But trust me, I'm going to get every dime and cent worth of what you didn't show up and eat in my own special way. And that's all I can say because I don't want to get in trouble. So just so to- <laughs> Everybody that's why I just say elope I ain't got to worry about no aggravation Because here's another thing about weddings Everybody want to talk about well you know ah, they This is how they do it They could have had nicer this The glasses could have been this The champagne didn't t- I don't got time for all of that Because your money didn't go in none of this So I'm just going elope Go on my honeymoon I might send y'all some pictures or whatever And may the Lord bless you You can still send me your checks and everything has to be in denominations higher than $20. Thank you so much. That's how you do it. Then you don't have to worry about all of this. And I'm done.
5: Okay. said <laughs> that? Well, all
2: right.
3: Alicia, I'm speaking
2: of eloping, it brings me to my next point. Oh, Lord. Matt Damon says <laughs> <laughs> that rumors of romance with his, his buddy and pal Ben Affleck in what? his earlier part of his career – what? Put him in an awkward position of having to deny that he was gay. So, I my didn't question know there was to no you. Of that. Hey, I didn't hear about it either. Oh. But my question to you guys is Have you ever felt the need to address rumors or why? And why? Why or why oh. not? Should you address I'm let rumors?
5: First. <laughs> i first. Should, should my you my not battle. address rumors?
4: I choose my battles. Some some of them they they do need to be addressed, and I have addressed them. Some of them I just depends on who's saying it and what role they play in my life or could future play in my play in my life in the future. That's how I determine whether I you know pay a nooch mm. or whether I address it. Yeah,
5: mm-hmm. some of them
4: you need that you need a nip in the bud. I think. What you say, Alicia? Oh Lord,
3: I was trying to be good. I would say. The various times in my life because they think we're right sleeping now.
4: together. You know that, right? That's what, they, that's what the word is on the street. What? I don't want to do that. We would get along a whole lot better. <laughs> <laughs> yes, what did
3: you did say? What, what did, did you, you say, say lady If we were sleeping together, we would get along a whole lot better. Yes, Jesus. Oh, that's right. <laughs> now I've heard this that
1: is you're so my delicious.
3: husband. <laughs> 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 you know what?
1: Thank you, God.
3: See, rumor know about. See you how this stuff happens. At different points in my life. (laughs) Thank you, now I'm informed. At different points in my life including now I will say I, I felt different ways. You know when you're younger, you know, you just feel like I gotta defend everything. You know, you're you're talking about my reputation. You're talking about my whatever. Blah 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 blah. That's wrong. Now that I'm older it's like, you know what? Some things I think your life should speak for you. So some things that people come against you with they're just so ludicrous. I'm not even going to justify that word of response. And then other things, you know, whether they're true or not, hey, think what you want to think. If that's how you feel, okay, I'll be that. Um, I'll know the truth, and it's not your business. But then again, you have that whole thing, too. When you're building a business and brand, sometimes people yeah. say things that are damaging to your brand.
5: So that's sometimes you're going
3: to have to come out and come out with yeah. something. To But, you know, in the end, people are going to think what they want to think anyway.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, okay. but sometimes that's I think it's I a certain amount of damage control that you do need to take care of.
3: Exactly. That's yeah. when you need to call Nikki Curry, Nikki. Nikki <laughs> you need Curry. To make some stuff. Olivia <laughs> Pope, <laughs> get her on she, it. She's like Carrie Washington. <laughs> she can get it fixed like <laughs> <Olivia Kendall>. Pope.
4: Hello, <laughs> yeah. that's
3: Olivia Pope right there. We can make some things. And also,
4: Glenda Kelly. Nate said Glenda oh, Kelly. Yes. Too. But go ahead. Who's yeah. somebody was saying something next? Who was it?
2: Hmm. You know. I'm just, you know, sometimes you just got to still and see the salvation of the Lord. Oh, <laughs> you know, I remember, Lord. I remember when Pharaoh's army was behind us.
3: You know what? <laughs> oh <laughs> my God! Why know we here? keep know. coming back. <laughs> uh,
5: Pharaoh's yeah. army.
3: Thank, thank you, Nate. Always bring the It was me,
2: Glenda Kelly. <laughs>
3: I didn't read that description
2: but
3: all right. I didn't know. Maybe I need to call her for this new rumor I found out about.
5: I didn't know
3: that, but all right.
2: uh, She
5: was Okay.
3: All right. Now there'll be a rumor about that one. Exactly.
5: Exactly. (laughs) So Liz, what do you think? Do you? Um
6: Personally, I've always felt like, you know, if I didn't say it to you, then why are you believing it? And also, I I don't do a lot of he said, she said. Like, I want to know who said it and why they said it. So if someone comes Amen. to me with something, then I'm like, okay, well, who said that? Because I hate when somebody comes to me with a, well, somebody told me. Well, who somebody. the heck is somebody? Who, who is that person? Because Boy, obviously, they. Boy, they. I don't they and them. They, they and them. Or, or my favorite is, I don't remember. No, biggie. You, uh, no. <laughs> you remember clearly. Yeah. So Why my thing me? is, you know, if it comes to me like that, then I'll address it. But other than that, I mean, if you don't have nothing else to do than to talk about me, then, you know, do you. But unless it comes to me, I really, I, I personally just, I let it slide. Like, whatever. Do you, boo?
2: Okay. <laughs>
6: Yeah. Yeah. Take your
1: battles. What about you, Shay? Hey, so guys, I have another question. Okay. Uh-oh. Oh, go ahead, Shay. Oh, I, I didn't have much to add. I, I got in a fight once in fourth grade. Because that was a rumor. I M? didn't Who? want to be in a fight. I didn't Who did a what? A... She <laughs> got into a fight. It was she a chance, Shay. <laughs> it, right? it was a chance. It like one of two fights I've been in my whole life. And she, she got to girl, to a girl been World just, Star. It's
3: a world star. be. It's not a world star. You know what, y'all ain't right.
1: I'm a, I'm an old woman. This was before everything was on YouTube. Shit, uh, girl, yes. Do <coughs> you go this
3: Before
5: stuff.
1: everything, uh, see. <laughs> mm. I seen that fight a world star. That fight was, that fight was. Is pathetic. <laughs> even <laughs> if we had YouTube, it wouldn't, have, it wouldn't even made the rounds.
4: <laughs> it's just okay.
1: It's
4: not worth it. Okay. Not You're right. In, right. It. In most cases, it's not worth it. You're right. Liz, what were you about to say?
6: Oh, well, I had another question. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, sometimes we're hard on ourselves, but then there's people who are very, you know, happy with themselves. So, my question is if you had a friend that you spoke to the same way you speak to yourself, how long do you think that person would allow you to be your friend and
4: why? Mm.
1: This question they wouldn't be my that. friend
4: too long, not at all. They would hate me, actually. They would say, you are just, ugh. Oh, wow. I wow. think I'm the hardest huh. on myself. And I, I'm yes, sure I would are. nitpick. I would nitpick them. Nothing would ever be right. I would always complain to them. Um, those are the things I'm working about. So I'm sure I will probably be pretty much like I am now with no friends and um Yeah.
3: Oh <laughs> well oh, I the violin,
4: You supposed to be playing the violins.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Sorry, I I put the that was part of my releasing this week. I ain't playing the violins no more this week. Next week, sorry.
4: Well, what did you say? Well, I know you know what
5: you're perfect, Patty. So you would you would probably have friends. Oh no, you
3: did not. You did. Oh wow. I think my friends, if I spoke to them the way I speak to myself, Mm
1: -hmm.
3: yes, they would still be my friends. And the reason why is because overall I'm very encouraging. I mean, Mm -hmm. we all have insecurities. You all have moments where you, you know, you question yourself. Especially, I was saying, and this is why I think. Did you I say we all? Or did
4: you say we all? You said you all, right? So just us. All
3: right, uh, go ahead. I bet we all. I bet we all. Um, okay. I don't understand, but. I, and I think this is one of your problems, Will. As you go up to different levels of success and achievement,
5: mm-hmm. it gets
3: harder. So you do oh. question yourself when you're ranked against people in different leagues, different levels. You know, it's not right. unusual for you to question yourself and how you measure up. So I think they would still be my friends because I'm just real with it. Overall, there's an encouraging theme, but there's also a self-reflective theme. I'm not going to talk negatively or talk down to you majority of the time, but, you know, I'm just real. So it's a balance there. So I see Thank you. you.
5: Thank you.
3: Okay. I like that. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah.
4: What about you, Nate? That's another perfect page. Go
3: ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't.
2: Well, because I speak to myself real nice,
3: oh, and
2: you know, I, I say really nice things to myself. I look <laughs> at myself in the mirror, Yeah. and I re- i really encourage myself. Hey, so my I know look, that I could be here Time later, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I tell
2: you this conversation is getting worse and worse.
3: Yeah, <laughs> <tough. laughs> mind my, <laughs> my own business. <laughs> That's when you get inside joke. Inside joke. I'm <laughs> sure it was, honey. Yeah. Praise the
2: Lord, I tell you. God is still on the throne.
3: <laughs> hey, no. <laughs> I'm not
5: right. Right no, here. Mean, no. So, you, you, would, so you, you still have
2: friends. You would still have a friend. I, I, I do think I would still have a friend if I spoke to him. Now, let me sure I, Liz, asked this question. That's if I spoke to, if my friend spoke to me the way I speak to myself.
4: No, if Pardon? you spoke to your friend the way you speak to yourself,
2: would you, would you still have that friend a long time? Yes, I would have a friend for a long time. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Perfect, you.
5: Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, let's hear from some of your people. Um, Shay or Liz, y'all want to comment? You know
3: what? You fired Will. I <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Okay. not know from your own show But it can happen Look yeah. at Donald Trump <laughs> I guess
4: you're right Ooh. I guess you're right <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy Yeah yes. But does anybody else yeah, want to respond To a great show
1: have A question was mine Okay go ahead I wanna know, does any like I really enjoy myself to the point that I'm worried that I'm overly egotistical because I, mean, I really yeah. like spending time with myself. I just wanna know if it's just me. No, it's not. Like, I, say, like I was going
6: out with me. I was gonna answer like that. Hello? Okay, what do you Go like ahead. about
4: spending time with yourself? I have not figured that out yet.
1: What? I'm smart, I'm funny. <laughs> Well like, I have a great job. Do you know that from yourself when that I
2: told to that? And who is this speaker?
5: Hey,
2: you're She told herself that, oh. that she's smart and she's funny. And,
5: I don't think she's all beer beer that great. And it <laughs> is me too. Hey, honey. You haven't spent some time
3: together.
5: Hey, honey.
4: Hey.
3: You know what? I think this is the perfect time to go a commercial break.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's
3: do it. Hallelujah. I think we're going to go right on to commercial. Just reminding Ooh. our listeners that the phone lines are open. Phone number is one seven one three nine five five zero seven nine three. 713 955 793 Because when we come back, we're going to have a phenomenal woman who is a mother, model, does so many different things, but also a breast cancer survivor. And the information that she's going to share with us is not just a women's problem, it's not just a men's problem, it's everyone's problem. So you definitely want to stay tuned for that and call in when we come back to Let's Face It.
1: I, this is Celine Dion, asking you to help put an end to premature birth. I share the concerns and fears of every parent, knowing that more than one million babies around the world die every year simply because they didn't get enough time to grow. Let's work together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit Facebook.com slash Day to find out how you can make a difference. Thank you for caring.
9: health and wellness, politics, law, spirituality, and religion, just to name a few. Looking for low-cost marketing opportunities? We'll look no further. We offer multiple advertising campaigns via website ads or audio commercial opportunities played live during the show. Visit www.letsfaceitradio.com and complete the appropriate contact form for more information.
3: Welcome back to Let's Face It. Tonight, I want to introduce Dion Young, who is a mother, model, performing artist, writer, beyond boots, calendar girl, and activist, amongst so many other things. And if you look at just pictures or you're spending time around her, it looks like she's living the dream. She's fearless, she's bold, she's powerful. But what the pictures don't tell it's the story of her being a breast cancer survivor, and what she has actually gone through. So I'd like to welcome her to Let's Face It and introduce her to you all, Dion Young. How are Hello. you this evening, Dion? I am doing well, doing well. Great. You know, I know we mentioned all of these things, and I know in previous talks, you you spoke about how you suffered from a rare fast spreading breast cancer which just blew my mind I had never heard of it and had no idea the way it spreads can you tell us what the name is and some basic information about it
7: yes absolutely um my breast cancer type um first let me backtrack a little bit hello everybody else <laughs> <I'm> sorry
5: <laughs> hi hi <Hello>. yeah. <laughs>
7: Um, My uh, breast cancer is actually called triple negative breast cancer. And what that means is um, what you guys hear in in, uh, the layman world is that there's breast cancer. Most breast cancers are affecting women's hormones in some type of way or another, either the estrogen, progesterone, or um, the HER2 is the, the third um, hormone. But in my case, or in some women's cases, the cancer doesn't attack any type of hormone, uh, any of those three, and it's that's why it's called triple negative. If a cancer can attach to a hormone, it's easier for it to travel. It's easier for it to be treated because doctors can trick the hormones by feeding it medication. If there is no hormone involved, there is no medication for that. So there is Um, there's very limited treatment options for a person with triple negative breast cancer.
3: Wow. Wow.
1: This is is Shay. Um, Thank you so much for coming up here and sharing your story. I've learned a whole lot in just the last two two minutes or so. So, um, (laughs) I wanted to ask you though, how did you find out about the diagnosis?
7: What we'll led up is, to that? That's a really good question and, and an important one at that because I actually did not have any real symptoms at all about with this type of breast cancer. I, I most of most people don't, to be honest. They that they, you don't necessarily know that you're walking around with a, a potential cancer. In my case, um, I had a little bit of history in my family of breast cancer. My grandmother uh, had passed away some time ago from metastatic breast breast cancer. So they recommended when I was about 20 years old, all of the women in our family, uh, they didn't know much about it, so they told us, you know, you should get checked maybe every five years or so when you're about 20 years old. Well, I did that. I went and got checked every five years and then as I got older, I started going a little more recurring, and it just it was always negative. I had mammograms, I had uh, ultrasounds, every type of diagnostic test possible for them to determine whether or not there was cancer there, and it wasn't found that way. So mammograms are not always the um, the the all the, the the answer. They're they're really not always the answer. So what I usually try to encourage people to do every time, excuse me, to recognize their body because anything with a rash, a bump, a lump, a scratch, anything that shows up abnormally on your breast could potentially be cancer. And in my case, it was the fact that I have dense breasts, which most women do. Once you have children and you get to a certain age, your breasts become dense and it's harder for them to see anything in it and it feels they feel lumpy anyway. So it just so happened that uh, my husband pushed me a little bit to to go to the doctor this one particular year, two years ago. Um, and I told him I wasn't worried about it because you know my breasts were always like this. And he he pushed me, and I waited a few months, and then I finally found a a doctor who pushed it a little further, sent me to a surgeon, and they actually did a biopsy. And that was the only way that they can find. The triple negative breast cancer by looking under a microscope.
4: Hmm. Well hmm. how are you Dion? This is Will. Hi Will. Hi, I have not talked to you since Live to Sparkle. But um, I know I to, that was something I fun. know. I've been watching <laughs> you though and I think your story is amazing. Um we share that, you know, we're passionate about some of the experiences that we've been through. I'm real vocal. A lot of people know that I had a kidney transplant and I'm really vocal about um, kidney awareness um, and kidney health. I want to know from you, what was it like hearing that initial diagnosis? What what thoughts ran through your mind?
7: Well, you know, it's weird. I wasn't um, – I didn't panic. I'm kind of a, a type A personality. I always have been. <laughs> I'm always kind of a go-getter trying to take over the world. That's like my goal. Um, <laughs> but I didn't panic Because when he said I'm sorry Miss Young you have breast cancer And I said okay cool just fix it You know because I've been lost wow. in the You know I've, And that's what I call it I've been lost in the pink fog Every October You know all these women seem so happy And everything seems fine So I just assumed that you could fix it And and then I would be fine But um, when he told me Well you have triple negative breast cancer. I had no idea what that meant, and I still wasn't afraid initially. But when he told me the the mortality rate of it, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. It w- it was so devastating. I couldn't I couldn't even react. I I couldn't cry. I couldn't do anything.
6: Mm-hmm. Hi, Dion. This is Liz.
7: Hi, Liz.
6: How are you? Good. 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 So what is the survival rate for triple negative breast cancer and also what are the treatment options?
7: Well, in in my particular case, um you can have they call it uh, some fancy words that I can't pronounce. It's like neo adjunct therapy and adjunct therapy. Basically it means okay. that you can have surgeries and then chemo or chemo and then surgeries with triple negative mm-hmm. breast cancer as i mentioned before there aren't any medications or anything that they can really give you for it because they don't necessarily know how to treat it yet it's it's still something that's a little bit of a, an anomaly um even the american cancer society they're doing a lot of research and and triple negative breast cancer foundation there's lots of organizations that are popping up now which i'm i'm happy to know Um, that are researching other treatment options for us. But right now, the only treatment option is chemotherapy. And most women, um, if they live beyond three years, they have a higher survival rate. Um, When I was first diagnosed, the doctor told me I wouldn't make it five months. That was in 2018. It's 2015 now, the Lord is blessing me. So, I think I'm supposed to be talking to you guys today to let you know and others know that um you need to be aware that this is something that that's out there and we need to take care of ourselves.
3: Wow. And Dion, I wanted to ask you. You said it, it's a spread, it's a fast spreading cancer. And it's hard you said something about under a microscope it's the only way they can detect it. So Yeah? I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh no, you're fine. I, I just how would a person know that they have it? What would lead them to to um even check for this? Exactly.
7: <laughs> exactly. That it is such a good question because that has been um kind of what my my goal is in life nowadays is to tell people that you need to be aware of your bodies. You literally have to look at yourself daily in the mirror. You have to understand what your body feels like as far as your breasts are concerned, and that goes for men, women, and children. Yeah, I really, really stress to people that, especially um, when it comes to this non-hormonal one, Uh, You have to know What your body looks like And if there's anything strange The only way that you're going to know That there's anything wrong Is As bluntly as I can say Is you have to touch yourself (laughs) And you have to touch yourself often And you have to look at it And know what's out of the ordinary Because otherwise The doctors are going to say That you have dense breasts You have to be your own advocate You have to be your own doctor, in a sense, to take care of yourself and to know what to look for if you see something out of the ordinary. And then, of course, there are um, uh, things that you can do, obviously, to try to prevent cancer, but that's with any type of breast cancer, with your weight, eating, um, not smoking, not drinking, you know, all the things that you think you're not supposed to do, those Mm -hmm. are the only things that are really there. And and that will help prevent cancer They say that but there's still One in eight women are getting it Or one in three people are going to have cancer Before they leave this earth So you just have to know your body That's do your exams Every single month
3: And you know that's another Question I wanted to ask you You were talking about the um, hormonal cancers And the non-hormonal You know we see a lot of our young girls Are going into puberty sooner does that pose a risk for them when it comes to breast cancer?
7: Absolutely, absolutely. We have a saying in my in in the uh, Beyond Booze <laughs> that if you're old enough to have them, you're old enough to check them. Okay. Wow. So the earlier the, earlier the young girls know, I mean, because they're they're getting younger and younger. They're they're ten year olds and eleven year olds hitting puberty. I mean, my baby yeah. hit puberty really, really early. So. For 10- and 11-year-olds to start sprouting out uh, mammary glands, it's time for them to recognize what they look like and even show them how to check themselves, take them to the doctor so that they'll know uh, how to be aware of any changes in their body because, of course, their body is going to change. They're going through puberty. (laughs) But at the same time, they need to be able to recognize when there's something just completely out of the ordinary.
3: Wow.
1: So so are you this is Shay again. You've talked about how uh we're not necessarily gonna find out by mammogram for all types of breast cancer. And um what are some of the other myths or ideas that people have about breast cancer that are not necessarily true?
7: I think the the, the biggest I think the biggest thing is assuming that uh having your yearly, yearly exams is the only way or the only thing that you should do to be aware of your uh your breath health. Um that, that to me is a big miss because that's what I thought I was supposed to do. I thought I was doing the right thing by getting checked every year. And that is not the case. There's a there's um a lot of uh, contradicting information out there on the Internet and TV and what you're supposed to be doing. But the, the the basic three, the top three that we should be doing is making sure that we have our mammograms. You should still do that. You should still have clinical exams. But the most important thing is that breast self-examination that you know was out of place. And we have... Um, Another uh, term we throw around at Beyond Boobs is called an uh, uh, early detection inspector. And if you have a man in your life, (laughs) he will love that job, I'm sure. That's how mine was (laughs) hunched. He said, That doesn't feel familiar to me. (laughs) Ah. So so you might want to assign that person, um, even if it's like I I am the EDI for my girls. I'm I'm gonna check. I'm paranoid now. I check strangers. I have no problem doing that. So <laughs>
5: it's
7: definitely a good idea to to basically do your homework and to and think before you think, as I always say. Don't just assume that you're doing the right thing. Don't just assume that you're you know, you're helping in any kind of way with the different um charities and things like that. My my hope for awareness as a breast cancer survivor and fighter is that you are aware of yourself. Don't be aware of me. I'm already aware of my breast cancer. I want you to be aware of your potential.
3: Mm. It's a good point. Um, one of the other questions um that kept coming up was what does it mean about being in remission or the term NED, no evidence of disease? What what does that what is that all about when it comes to breast cancer? Um, I think
7: a lot of people talk about um uh, a lot of people ask me that, um, are you in remission? And to me that's a confusing point uh cancer survivor you're really in remission until you don't need the cancer doctor anymore as far as i'm concerned because i have to go to the doctor every 3 months there are some uh pink sisters of mine they have to go still twice a week or or uh every 6 months or, or something like that but what it means to be in remission it means that you you've had your surgery to remove any evidence of cancer, and that's what the no evidence of disease is. You can have the surgery and have no evidence of the disease, but still need to have chemo, still need to have radiation, still need to be on medications for cancer treatment for many, many years following that. So to me it's kind of, I mean, and maybe that's just my, my anger with breast cancer. I don't feel like I'm ever out of remission. I always feel like I am uh, fighting every day, I'm surviving every day, and I'm stronger every day because I got to another day.
3: Right.
6: Ms. Young, as an African-American female, what is the difference in this type of breast cancer in African-Americans versus other races? And is there a difference in the risk factors for men versus women.
7: Um yes, actually um triple negative breast cancer actually is uh typically found in more of women of color. Um there there are some uh Caucasian women also that that do have triple negative breast cancer. I am sisters with some of them in in this area. However, um it's a predominantly um, African American and Latina uh, disease affecting women of color. As men, or, sorry, it can also attack men as well. Um, the thing with men is that it's just like with triple negative; it's not very well known how men contract it. But because huh. um, um, men have male and female chromosomes and things like that, um, there's a lot of science things out there to tell us about how men are built, but usually they can also contract any some type of breast cancer because they do have female hormones in their body, whether they realize it or not. They may not want to admit that, but they all have some sort of female hormone in their body. So they also have to be very aware of their bodies if they are obese or if they were also um, pubescent early. It can be dangerous for them. It's only about maybe two or 3,000 men per year get breast cancer, but about a quarter of them die because they don't know how to uh, catch it early. So I try to tell wow. them as well to know their bodies and make sure you're aware of who you are. Um, as far as the triple negative breast cancer amongst African Americans and Caucasians, um, cancer as a whole, breast cancer as a whole, um is the second leading cause of the, the cancers with with the with women. Um even though Caucasians typically are more likely to get cancer, a breast cancer, Black Latinas, women of color are more likely to die of breast cancer within the first 3 to 5 years. Now, it could wow. possibly be because of um there's a study going on with the American Cancer Society right now um, that, that I'm not, you know, just throwing out numbers and things at you guys, but <laughs> I don't want you to think I'm just making up stuff as I go along. Um, the incidence of breast cancer and death rates are higher in predominantly, um, like in, um trying to think of what the names, like Colombia, Ecuador, Egypt, Mexico, these are all places that are um, economically uh, less advanced than we are here. Also places where people of color reside, and that's the same here. We still have a higher um, rate of death as mm-hmm. African Americans, and I'm actually, and I'm hoping there's a listener out there somewhere, I'm actually one of my own personal um one of my own personal goals is, is I want to find more than three women who have lived five years beyond uh, diagnosis of triple negative breast cancer. So far I found one. Mm. That's it. Wow. Just one. I found one wow. woman. I've been looking for about a year. So every woman that I do meet with triple negative breast cancer has passed on before me. So, I I really hope that there is somebody else out there <laughs> besides me and this one other woman that I've met.
3: Wow. Jeez.
7: But I do want us to be aware. That's, you know, why I talk to uh, people of color. I do stress it more with them. I'll be honest. I stress it a little bit more because there is a higher mortality rate there.
4: Well, So, Dion. I've heard yes, you mention "Beyond Boobs" a couple times tonight. You are Miss December 2016 for Beyond Boobs. Yes, I point. am. So, <laughs> what in the world is Beyond Boobs, and what is the exclamation point for?
7: Um, Beyond Boobs is. Um, I love this organization. It is a charity uh, that I found through getting out of here doing the awareness on my own, and I happened to meet a calendar girl from Beyond Boobs last year um, when I was doing uh, an awareness event. And she told me about the organization, and I reacted the same way. I said, what in the heck is Beyond Boobs? <laughs> and she said that they actually support young women, um, and th- and that is part of their mission. They actually support young women diagnosed with breast cancer and provide breast health education for everybody. So it is um, is it's dedicated to young people, young women specifically because I think uh, for the most part we get unnoticed because we're so young you would think that there's nothing wrong with us but that we've, we have we have a sister in the organization that I think she's like 28 and she has breast cancer and kids so it's a little more um, this organization is a little more tailored and sensitive to the needs of someone like me who looks healthy and vibrant but struggling with a breast di- a breast cancer diagnosis. And the exclamation point is that beyond boobs, the organization uh director and the assistant director, they will not let us be sad. Like they
5: <laughs> they will
7: not let us lose sight of survival, of being happy, of uh just being excited to live and laugh and have a good time. So the exclamation point is there because they want us always the exclamation point. And anybody who knows me and see me I live with an exclamation point anyway. <laughs> so I just get right into to Yang Moose a um the calendar, I'm I'm very pleased I've been chosen Uh, out of 45 women I was one of the ones that was chosen um, To speak for them And to be a part of the calendar And I'm really excited about it Wow Well Will Go
4: ahead Go ahead Will No I was just going to say Because I know she had elaborated a little bit About Beyond Boobs But I want to know what's the main difference Between Beyond Boobs and the other organizations That are out here though
3: Gotcha, gotcha.
7: Um, I think, let me see, how can I say? <laughs> Beyond Boobs is more about the health of a survivor as opposed to looking for a cure or uh, walking for a cure or anything like Even though we have uh, things like that going on, Beyond Boobs is not actually looking for a cure. It's more about the person who is going through it right now. I mean, mm. yeah, we all want a cure, but I need something right now, and that's why Beyond Boost really really—it um, was very attractive to me because of that. Because I, I don't—I don't want somebody to send me a list of things of what they're trying to do to help find a cure. I already have it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's the, to me the major difference between them.
4: Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Mm-hmm. Deanna, I wanted to thank you so much for coming on And just sharing all of this information I'm actually going to um, pass this information on Because I'd never heard of triple negative breast cancer um, How can our listeners continue to follow you and If they want to get in touch with you How can they do that?
7: Um, I'm pretty open i'm an open book <laughs> i can be found on uh facebook i have a a, a, a public page a Dion young public page that they can like and message me on i also have a private page that they can email inbox whatever my direct email address is m r s period d i o n n e young at gmail.com um and I can be called. You can give me a call if you have any questions about Beyond Boobs or anything related to breast cancer. I'd be happy to speak to you guys. My phone number is 757-338-3256. And you can go to our website, um the www.beyondboobs.org.
1: Again, thank you so much. Y'all make sure you go to the website, go to Beyond Boobs, um, check out Miss Young Young. She's uh, so passionate about really just getting this information out. So listen, find out more, spread the word, support somebody. Um, we thank you again for, having, for coming on the show, for allowing us to ask you these questions, and yeah. we are going to go to commercial break
4: we'll be back thank you thank you again the human voice it can be sweet as music powerful
0: as thunder
2: and so my fellow Americans cheerful
0: as laughter But for millions of people, it can also be a sign of COPD.
4: This serious lung disease can make it so hard to breathe, you often can't catch a breath or finish a sentence, let alone carry a tune. And many who have COPD don't even know it. That's where your voice comes in. If you think you or a loved one have symptoms, talk with a health care provider. Early diagnosis can mean better treatments and quality of life. Join us in raising our voices. For the millions with COPD who can't. Learn more. Read better at NIH.gov.
0: Not on my watch, our military service members say, as they volunteer to serve. Not on my watch, they say, as they leave their families behind to keep the rest of ours safe. As they move out, Stand firm and take fire. So not on our watch, we say, to the severely ill or injured veterans who can't get the care they deserve, the therapists they need to walk again, the treatment they need to talk again, the lifetime of day-to-day help they need to live full and independent lives. When there's no more government funding, or a nursing home seems like the only option, or everyone says there's no hope for recovery. We won't leave one warrior behind, not on our watch. Find out how you can do your part at findwwp.org.
9: I'm a firefighter. A teacher. I'm a farmer. I'm a barber.
3: A waitress. A mom.
7: We're all part of your community. Every day we
3: move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday.
4: Some are good, others not so much.
1: But that's life. It's when you experience a moment of uncertainty, something or someone's behavior that doesn't seem quite right.
9: These are the moments to take a pause.
6: Because if something doesn't feel right, it's probably not.
1: It's not about paranoia
4: or being afraid.
7: It's about standing up and protecting our communities.
4: One detail
9: at a time.
3: Because a lot of little details can become a pattern. We. 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 We trust our instincts.
9: Just like you should.
3: Because only you know
1: what's not supposed to be in your everyday.
8: So protect your everyday.
1: If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities.
8: Hi, this is Terry Cruz.
3: Welcome back. You're listening to Let's Face It. And, you know, sometimes, Will, we have awesome opportunities in our life outside of the radio station. Um, One of those, and I have to give a quick thank you and shout-out to uh, Judith Richards, who is the editor-in-chief for Super Fabulous, or actually Supernaturally Fabulous uh, magazine. And, actually, she was responsible for setting up the interview with Orange Loft PR, out of Los Angeles, uh, with Carrie Two Smooth Marshall Jr. And just a wonderful artist, internationally known, has worked with some of everybody. Um, and it was just a privilege to really sit down with him and interview with him and just hear so much of what he brought, not only to the music world, but just the industry in general. Um, so it was just it was a no-brainer to actually invite him to come on to Let's Face It and hear from him again for our listeners. Um, one of the things, just his long list of people he's worked with. Um, I know he just came back from Dubai with um, Jason Derulo. Um, he's done a lot of things with him in Malaysia. Um, he'll be going out soon, I believe, with Letacy, um, as her lead guitarist and just a long list of people that he has worked with. Um, but definitely, I, I would just love for for you guys to be able to sit down and speak with him, and just hear everything that he has to say in relation to business, life, and the music industry in general. Um, so please, let's face it, family, help me to welcome Carrie Two Smooth Marshall Jr.
9: Carrie, <laughs> thank you. how thank are you.
3: you this evening?
9: <laughs> I'm great. I'm great.
3: It's great talking to you again.
9: Um, yeah, it's great. You just to came back
3: from Dubai.
9: Yeah, I got back from Dubai. Um, It's been about a week now. It was a great time. Uh, The show was amazing. A lot of crazy energy and a lot of great things to see and look at.
3: Wow. And I'm sure um, Jason is a whole entertainment package in himself. (laughs) (laughs)
9: Indeed, yes.
3: But something interesting I learned um, in the information you sent for this show is that you Mm -hmm. actually served in the Army for eight years.
9: I did. I did.
3: Didn't I know that? And you actually had a near-death experience.
9: Yes. um, It was a a crazy um, eye-opening moment for me that allowed me to see, you know, that um, I have greater purpose for my life. There's something like a greater calling I need to do.
3: Oh, wow. And did you want to elaborate on that?
9: Uh, Yeah, I could just talk about it briefly. Um, We were on a patrol, and uh, we had been walking for a long, long time, and um, I was super tired. And um, my platoon sergeant was like, no, let's just move a little bit further. Let's go check this house. And, um, you know, I was a little reluctant, but, you know, uh, he said, let's go check this house. So we went and we checked this house. And we found there was an old man at this house. So we kind of doing, like, route clearance. And then five minutes later, I just felt this huge, massive, like, shockwave. And I saw this loud explosion later on. And um, where we were, there were, like, um, eight guys that were there um, that had just been hit by, like, an IED. So it was oh, really literally like five minutes from me not being here, having this interview today. Um, that's the difference, wow. just five minutes, yeah.
3: And that experience actually led to you pursuing your lifelong dream.
9: Exactly, because, uh, I mean, just for uh, when I was in the military, it was I was just going along to kind of get along. You know, you don't want to raise too much fuss. You're just getting a paycheck. You're doing your job. You're kind of going out. Um doing your duty as as a soldier. And sometimes you you forget that, like, you have greater purpose because, again, you're just kind of in the moment. But that just let me see how precious life is. Like, literally five minutes was the difference of me being alive and not being here. So that's when I just did a lot of soul searching and realizing that I have a dream that I want to definitely go pursue. And then when I get to a certain level, I want to inspire other people and always give back so that way that they know that they can achieve their dream as well. Wow.
2: Wow. Awesome. yeah. Carrie. Yeah. this is Nate. Hey, how are you? I'm good, and yourself?
9: I'm doing great, thank you.
2: Now, how long did you play the guitar? How long have you played the guitar before you, when you were in the military?
9: I started playing guitar when I was 11, so it's been something I've been doing way prior oh, okay. to me. Yeah. Um been playing in church and played for a couple different groups around the city of Birmingham, um, but it was just something that was always a a part of my, my, me as a person. I I did music, like, in high school and middle school as well.
2: And how did playing the guitar help you get through your time at war?
9: Honestly, it was like a a sense of, like, a relief. It was like therapy. It was very therapeutic. It's like my way of, I was at war, but, like, me playing was just like, I got lost in the music. It just was a a way of just kind of clearing my mind from everything that I've been dealing with. And also a chance to inspire other soldiers. I would play songs that they knew. We just kinda like laugh and joke around and sing the songs kinda like a you know, a bonfire moment. Cool. Yeah.
4: How are you doing This is Will.
9: I'm, I'm Okay, star, Will,
5: how Alicia.
4: are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. Um, I was just looking through everything and I see that before you really became this international success, um, you really became a staple musician in your, your hometown of Birmingham, Alabama, correct?
9: Yeah, I mean, I I played everywhere in Birmingham. I was in a band called Fifth Element. We did a lot of shows with uh, Logan and a lot of different entertainers in that city. And that was the catalyst that really gave me the foundation to play at the level that I am now. Like, all the mistakes that you make when you start beginning on TV, I did all that that stuff back in Birmingham, which really kind of prepared me for the stages that I'm on right now.
4: Oh, okay. Well, Give us a little bit more information about, you know,
9: how your time there really helped shape you musically. Honestly, yeah, like I mean all the morning shows that we did while we we're back in Birmingham, learning how to be on time, how to like perform on T V, learning the difference of like um showmanship at different shows, playing uh-huh. a classic, um, just really like learning how to be an entertainer because it's more than just playing an instrument. You really have to sell the show, so to speak. You have to be entertaining so people are not just looking at you like, Okay, they're playing but uh-huh. I don't feel anything from from the show. So I learned a lot of showmanship. I learned how to actually learn how to play a song properly, how to play along with a band, um, just really how to solo, how to just really carry your show.
4: And was that from the age, because you said you started playing around 11, was that from the age 11 when you really started working on your craft, or about what time?
9: Uh, really, honestly, um, I was probably in my mid-20s when I came back from being in the military. Okay. That's when I really started playing a lot more locally. Okay in the local venues in Birmingham. That's when I really started learning how to own my craft, um, as far as like being a professional and playing professional. Okay. Great. Yeah.
3: And Carrie, one of the things that impressed me in our previous conversation was just your mm-hmm. business savvy. And yeah. um uh, you, you you brought some things home that I think all all people, business, you know, musicians, it doesn't matter, they need mm-hmm. to know. Um, but definitely for our aspiring musicians. Can you share with our listeners some of the things business-wise that they need to pay special attention to?
9: Um, yeah, definitely. When it comes to business, you want to make sure that you're on top of your, your invoices. You want to make sure that you know how to handle all your paperwork properly, make sure you fill out all your forms. And then, too, just about managing your resources. Don't spend all your money up front because, you know, it takes. sometimes it takes a little bit of time between paychecks for you to get paid for the next time. So really just understanding, like, budgeting, creating a budget, and then don't try to spend your money to impress other people in the industry because there's a lot of people that, you know, they try to buy the new shoes, buy the, you know, the new car, and the the bling to try to impress other people and are struggling, like, behind closed doors. So, like, live beneath your means. You don't have to impress anybody financially. Like, save your money, Um, you know, create a budget, and just, you know, be smart about the things that you, you invest your money in.
3: And I know you said that there is a big difference. Um some of the tips that you were sharing there's mm-hmm. a big difference or or sometimes this is the reason why you have great people that are awesome musicians but mm-hmm. you never see them blow up yeah. because of the way they handle their money.
9: That's very true because again um they they spend their money fervently on things that aren't really important. So they don't make the necessary investments that are going to help them like, you know, go to the next level.
3: That's
9: interesting. Yeah.
2: Very interesting. So Carrie, what made you decide to pack up and move all the way across the country to Los Angeles?
9: I got I honestly got frustrated where I was. You know, you you've realized you kind of reached the the pinnacle of where you are and I got an opportunity to play in LA and New York and to play with some major artists and to see what it felt like, you know, from having accommodations and nice hotels, large stages and just the energy and that way you're respected. A lot of times in local venues, people kind of just, they don't really give you the necessary credit or the validation that you want because, oh, you're just a local artist and they kind of just brush you off. Exactly. Up. When you play for a major artist, you get this whole new, like everybody, new outlook. Everybody looks at you as if you're like some sort of superstar. So I wanted to have that every day because that was my major dream. Um, so, my band members and I, we decided just, like, we're going to take a faith move, and save our money and pack up and then drive across the country. So it took us, I think, like two and a half days in the U-Haul. We packed everything we owned, came right here to Los Angeles, and uh, the rest has been history. God has been good, and he's really opened a lot of doors for us, for us to, to be successful in the industry.
2: And how has that
9: transition been for you from Birmingham to Los Angeles? Um, it, honestly... The first few months were a little difficult had we not planned financially we probably would have moved back but um just because again you have to be you're that new face you have to kind of kick in the door nobody's going to really hand you anything when you get to the to Los Angeles so having to go and kick in the door and play a lot of different open mic nights do a lot of things for free initially until like somebody recognized us and was like hey this, these these guys are really good um I remember playing at my first open mic night and somebody in the crowd was like, hey, man, you're really good. I got an opportunity for you. And it happened to be with Chrisette Michelle. So I was grateful for that. Oh, great. wow. Yes. So what is some of your biggest accomplishments since moving to Los Angeles? Um, My biggest accomplishment? I would say playing for, like, a, some of the artists that I really looked up to. see um, number one, getting a chance to playing with her on her um, last tour and still working with her currently, and also playing on Good Morning America. You know, you're a kid from a small hometown. You always want to get on a national syndication so everybody can see you. So the first time I did Good Morning America with Lettucey, just to see the feedback that I got, um, my phone was ringing constantly. I had a million emails and text messages saying, man, we saw you on TV. I-, I thought that was you. Was that you playing? So just to um have that sort of feedback for me was really great. Um, and then also with Jason Guerrillo playing in front of a crowd of 150,000 in Morocco, that was mind-blowing because I had never seen anything like that um, before in my life. So those are some of the, the accomplishments that I was really excited about when I when I first got here. And then now just, like, being one of the staple guitarists in the industry is something that I'm really proud about. So
4: awesome. So the, the styles from... The East Coast to the West Coast, you know, they are drastically different. I want to know, how has your personal style changed, you know, since moving over to L.A.?
9: Yeah, so um, when I was in the South, you know, in the South we were really big on, you know, being dapper, as far as like bow ties and, you know, blazers yeah. and pocket squares. I had to change that real quick because I, I kind of, like, I hate to use the term country bumpkin, but that's kind of how you come <laughs> off in the West Coast. You got the, the bow ties and the, you know, pocket squares and the blazers. So I had to, like, modify a little bit. So the fashion sense out here is is, is completely different. Um, just you know, I wear a lot more black and you know like jeans and tennis shoes than I did before. I used to rock loafers, man, and like really nice socks and G- you know I was really like I thought I was on like you know one of those guys on GQ. But uh, right. out here you kind of got to be more a little bit more laid back in your fashion um, out here on the West Coast.
4: So it's more casual over there. I always heard that. Yeah, a, a more little bit more casual. casual yeah,
9: you know, a lot of less fuss. Yeah, a lot more ripped up jeans and long t-shirts, and everybody's oh. rocking these uh, these hats. I've been trying to get oh. one, you know. So hopefully, I get one of these hats one of these days. <laughs> yeah, that's where I need to be.
3: <laughs>
5: okay.
9: Oh Lord,
3: yeah, we we don't we don't want Will to go to L.A. Um, <laughs> although the way he dressed, he probably would be perfect for L.A. <laughs> yeah. But Carrie, you've achieved the type of success that many dream of. You know, there's Mm -hmm. so many aspiring musicians out there. They're talented. They work hard, but it seems like they can't get a break. So what advice would you give uh, to them?
9: Honestly, with them, I would tell them they need to evaluate their situation. If you you find a market that's going to be best for you, if you need to move there, plan financially to go there. Pray, like, you know, go take a couple trips. Like for me, before I moved to L.A., I took probably like maybe seven or eight trips just to make sure that, number one, it's what I want to do in my heart. Because a lot of times we see stuff and we think it's what we want to do, and when, once we get there, we realize it's not what we want to do. So I would say take a couple trips, right. go check and see, and then while you're there, network. Find people that are in the industry that you want to be in and exchange information, like you know, and do collaborations because when you're bringing something to somebody, people are more willing to work with you versus if, like, hey, man, look out for me, you, they feel like you're taking something from them. Network pray, plan, and then I feel like you'd be successful. And then you have to have like blinders on because there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be trying to discourage you and tell you that you ain't going to make it, you're not going to be whatever. But if you know that's your dream and your purpose, like like I say all the time, show them better than you can tell them. Don't exhaust yourself by selling the story, just just live your dream. That's
2: a good awesome. point. And now so, what's next for you?
9: you? Uh for me, um like I said, I got a couple of dates with Letacy. Um I have a performance in my hometown, which I'm really excited about um, in November on Veterans Day, um, an interview and performance. So I'm really excited about that. And then also, I'm starting to work on my sophomore album. Um, so looking forward to hopefully getting it out next year. Um, that's something I'm really, really, really passionate about, really excited about.
3: Okay. That's
9: good. But that's really I also good. had to
3: ask you, too, Carrie, um, one mm-hmm. of the things you're known for is your social media following. Mm-hmm. I mean, pretty much every single social media medium that you're on, you just have thousands of followers. Um, of course, <laughs> people would say that's because you're a big-time celebrity now, but mm-hmm. before that, how did you build that audience?
9: Honestly, it was it was a lot of trial and error. Um, I remember having to talk with my mentor back in Birmingham, and he asked me what was the difference between me and any other guitar player, and I could not answer that question he eventually told me nothing because I didn't have a way to market myself. I didn't market myself. And he explained to me the importance of social media and how that you have to consider yourself like a product, even though people may not like a certain product, but they know about the brand. So he was like, even if you put out content that people may not like, if you're putting out enough and it's getting enough hits, people will begin to recognize you. So I used to put out videos playing guitar when I when I wasn't very good. And I just I just wanted people to see and wanted people to take notice. And I started tagging a lot of people that were successful. And one thing led to another. People started sharing the videos, and the next thing you know, I got a phone call, hey, come do this. So every time I tried to do something, I would always try to share the the behind-the-scenes of this is where I'm at, this is what I'm using, this is the song that I'm playing. I would take suggestions from people. What song do you guys want to hear this week? That way I made people feel like they were part of the journey with me versus, like, trying to just isolate them and be like, hey, just follow my stuff and not feel like they had a sense of, of belonging to what I was doing. So just a lot of dedication, a lot of hard work, and a lot of, like, just trial and error. Um, which some things work, some things didn't. But it was just one of those consistency. I think when it comes to social media, will probably be your best friend. The more consistent you can be with social media, the bigger your following can be.
3: Good tips. Definitely good tips. Mhm. And you know, since we talked about social media, then we have to bear the question before we let mm-hmm. you go. How do okay. the listeners follow you? <laughs> if if most of them don't do that already.
9: <laughs> okay. Um on Twitter and Instagram my handle is Carrie Too Smooth. I spell K E R R Y, the number two, S M O O T H. And then on Facebook it's Carrie and then Too Smooth T O O S M O O T H Marshall. Um but yeah, just follow me and I follow back. Um, like the comments. Add you can ask me any question you want. I, I respond to all, almost everything. And if I don't, if I don't get to it, then I'll get to it eventually. Um, and then uh, same thing on um, on YouTube. It's Carrie Marshall Jr. Or you can type in Carrie Too Smooth and everything will come up. So.
3: And hey, I forgot to. I have to ask this last question. How mm-hmm. did you get the name Too Smooth? <laughs>
9: So Too Smooth is like a nickname. When I was really younger, um, I want to say maybe about 11, 12, I used to play for this quartet group. And um, I was I was playing, but everybody was like, man, you're so cool. You're so smooth. You never move. Somebody said, you're just too smooth. And it was just a childhood nickname that stuck. So from there, it was like, oh, man, that's too smooth. You don't never move, but he can play.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, again, Carrie, we we thank you for the time, especially all the pearls of wisdom that that you've given us, and all the insight on the industry, and of course all oh, the things you. about business
9: we can yeah. all use
3: that. <laughs> I've
9: definitely enjoyed the opportunity to be able to share, and uh, I pray that you know that somebody will be able to take what I've said and use it to advance to where they are in life to get to where they want to be.
3: Oh, absolutely. Uh-huh. And we wish you all the blessings for everything you have coming on, because I think you're going out next with Mm-hmm.
9: Yeah, we start the run in a couple weeks, so we'll be going out doing a lot of different jazz festivals. So really excited about that. She's an amazing performer. Amazing. Yes,
3: she is. Yes, she is. But, again, thank you for coming on, and have an awesome night and much success in everything that you're doing.
9: I appreciate it. You guys have an amazing evening as well.
3: Thank you. Thank you. All right, take care. Right. Good night. You too. Good
9: night. Good
3: night. Wow,
4: just things. so much good
3: information.
4: He yes. Here's a, he a real good agent.
3: Yes. Yes. Yeah. So just you know, so many things that that he shared. You know, but every time you talk to him, it, it's not just music. I mean, it's it's business. It's it's it spills over into a lot of different industries.
4: Um, so right. really
3: good information. Right. Really good information. You
4: know, Liz, Liz had made a good comment. She was just like, she feels like a lot of people have to leave outside of their home to really to really reach their fullest potential. What do you think about that? Do you think it's necessary?
3: You know what, um, and I'll even bring the, the cast back on to also participate in this, but it's one of the things when you're in college, especially when you're an undergraduate, and you're looking at the the major that you selected, and then you decide the different paths you want to go into, that is one of the things they say. You know, even when you're in, in high school picking your colleges and things, they do ask you, you know, well, what were you planning to do? And once you tell them, well, you know, this region or this area is better than this one. So that is true. I mean, sometimes it's not always where you grew up, you're born and raised. Um sometimes if you know if you choose to stay there for whatever reason, you may not have the type of success that you want. And then other times like you said, sometimes you're continually trying and trying and things aren't coming together, that might be your indication that you're not in the best place for what you want to do. It's time for yeah. a move, it's time for a change.
4: That's true. That's true. What do y'all think about it? Nate, what do you think about it? You think you need to move to really follow your dream? We're not. Not to get so political
2: or so biblical on you, but the Bible speaks about that <laughs> and it teaches you that you, sometimes in your own region they won't receive you, so you have to. Yeah. Out. Oh, come on now. No man is a king. You're right. That's right.
3: Go ahead, Nate. That's what I'm talking about.
2: Yeah. Did I you mean, pull that I up mean, I yeah. can go to jail? <laughs> <laughs> what?
5: I but pick the something, the when I get in jail. jail
1: but <laughs> <laughs> You go, Nate. Yeah. Um, I've heard so many people. This is Shay. I've heard so many people talk about Hanson Roads and how, like, there's only but so much you can accomplish in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like it's like there's a lid on it, and you have to go elsewhere to grow even more. I personally am looking forward to making that not true. Okay. So I I think I think we can we can do it. Like Hampton Roads could do stuff. I think we can do it. You
3: yeah. know, I agree with you, Shay, and then I disagree. And you know, <laughs> you, you hit some good points. But one thing I know is like I'll say for instance on my side, I live on the peninsula, um, area of Virginia where you guys are on like the south side. Yeah, yeah. Um, you keep teasing me about this being Egypt, but you know the one thing I know this, and it's the one thing I look at entrepreneurs on this side like you're crazy. It's wide open over here because so many things that are on and popping on the south side. Not saying you can't compete with them, but you have less competition on my side. So it's like if you were an entrepreneur or you did have a business idea, you would be almost crazy not to really invest and make that happen because you have so much less competition here. So it's an area of opportunity. But then again, you know, for some things it may be so oversaturated that you might want to move elsewhere. You know, sometimes certain industries, it's better to go to D.C. or Maryland or, you know, L.A. or wherever.
4: Um. In rebuttal to what you said, Alicia, I think sometimes when people are planning their businesses, and, and and more of your larger businesses, not your, not your really small private businesses, but some wow. of your larger ones. I think they take into consideration where they plant their businesses, which um, I guess oh,
5: absolutely.
4: statistically is is more affluent areas over on the south side. You have Chesapeake, um, Virginia Beach, mm-hmm. areas like that. Um, that's why they're saturated with more of the businesses. I think probably, unless you're doing like a small independent type businesses, Nordstrom's wouldn't probably do too well on the peninsula, I don't think. Um, that's why they're planning over here. You, I really? can't
3: say that. No, I think it depends on where you go. What do
4: you mean where really you go? It
3: really depends on where you go.
2: And I have a question as well. What? Go ahead.
4: Because she was talking
2: about planning, but no one plans to do porn.
3: Okay, we weren't talking about porn, but go Because porn can pop wherever you are, baby. You don't have to have no special place for that. You make your porn video wherever you are. It's just about where you what housing company you use to distribute it. So you don't have to have a oh, no, so how did you know so much about porn. this? I, I, you're
5: <laughs> I know too much about a, I, of well, a well, well, show,
4: She wins. Whole well, show.
5: She wins. <laughs> okay, it is wait, it's
4: time to it's time to wrap up. Yeah, it's it's time to wrap up <laughs> <laughs> I was just, you know, we, we
3: enlighten up. people. Remember Real Issues, Real Talk, Real People? We I give real right. information. I was giving real information. Oh, my, my, my,
4: my, my helper, helper. <laughs> Please yeah. do. What they say, y'all in the words of prayer. Tonight. Pray
3: my strength in the Lord. Thank you.
4: I, I have really enjoyed you guys tonight. You've been w- wonderful. When you were paying attention, a couple of you guys weren't paying attention.
5: Oh, I know. But, he uh, no talking. I'm confused, <laughs> ain't that it? <laughs> Hold <laughs> on. Oh, <no. laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: Well, we might not be
3: on next week's show. So, we Will, tell us about next week's show. We might not be listening. We might fire us like I threatened to yeah. fire him.
4: <laughs> I have been waiting for next week's show. I've been working on it hard. Um, discovering your life's passion, purpose, and calling. Uh, you know, we've mm-hmm. all heard it before. You know, do what you love. Follow your passion. You'll find that job that you would do for free. Yet passion really is one of those concepts that is difficult to explain. It's hard to find, and it's really impossible to measure. So um, it's really something that's unique to each one of us. And all of us have a, f- a passion. All of us really have yes. this word calling. Uh, we're all called. So if you're breathing, here, you have a contribution. You know, you have a contribution to make to human community and society. You better say it. So, but the real work, you know, really is finding out what your function in life is, what you're part of this this wholeness that we call the world, some people call the universe. And to do it as soon as possible. Not like I am, you know, well into well up in age, still trying to find that thing that I'm here, you know, to do but it's never too late. I
3: have been um, so you about we, that well into age stuff.
4: 'Cause hey, you ain't hey, too hey, much older than me. Last year, I would not be prepared to accept my assignment this year. So some things that we have to go through in life. I don't want to spoil the show, but next week, I'm really working hard to make sure that it's one that people can walk away, hopefully one step from finding out, you know, what they are really here for. So I have next week coming on Chuck Carrington, which is my personal life coach, Nathan's as well. Um, of Virginia Beach Coaching and Counseling. He's going to talk about how to discover your true calling, identify your gifts and your talents, and also help you lead you um, points and and tidbits to help lead you closer to finding out what your true purpose is.
5: Uh, We also
4: have Mike and Kristen Berry, and they say that their purpose and passion is to reach overwhelmed, weary, and stressed-out parents all over the world with this message. There is hope. You're Not Alone on this journey. They have eight adopted kids, all from different, different um, ethnic backgrounds and life situations. And Mike is going to be here to talk about how his passion for this um, really led him and his wife on this journey to help reach other parents who may be frustrated with the idea of um, how to raise kids, um, how to foster kids, and especially adopted kids. Um, so they're going to hear, share how they live their life on true purpose. And then last but not least, we have Janelle Stevens. She is the natural hair guru behind Camille Rose Naturals, which is a natural product line that's in Target, actually. Um,
5: Okay. And she's
4: going to share how her concern and her passion for cancer patients actually helped her launch this super successful product line, which has hair products, bath products, and um, body products. So next week we really have a, a really good show, and I hope that people walk away, you know, with some good information. Yeah. So, do you guys have anything that you want to say before we sign off for our guest?
3: I'm excited about next week's show.
4: You're That's That's good. That's good. Yes. Well, I want to thank everybody again for being on the show. You guys mean a lot to me, and I think about. um oh. I, I can't wait till Sunday nights at eight thirty, where' sometimes eight o'clock, when we can get together. Oh. So. Um, have a okay, good week. Okay, you're
3: rehired. I fired you. But oh,
4: you're rehired. God. <laughs> have a good week, everybody, and to our listeners, um, we'll speak to you next Sunday. Be blessed.
1: We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. We ask that you visit www.let'sfaceitradio.com for up to date information on future shows special guests, advertising opportunities, and exciting, interactive ways that you can be a part of the show. Join us next week, same time, same place, for real people, real topics, real talk. Let's face it.
0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all or situations. What's in store for your business this week at Staples?